I'm Ray Rogers. And I'm Annie Evans, co-host of today's episode. You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. Every day, millions of people around the world turn to movies, videos, and shows to learn, dream, and immerse themselves into new worlds. But global audiences crave global creators who can produce authentic, diverse content. And Netflix, one of the world's leading entertainment services, is up to the task. Netflix delivers for more than 200 million members in more than 190 countries, enjoying 125 million hours of TV shows and movies each day. Netflix uses Amazon Web Services for nearly all its computing and storage needs, including databases, analytics, recommendation engines, video transcoding, and more. Hundreds of functions that, in total, use more than 100,000 server instances on AWS. In addition to powering much of its back-end functionality, Netflix also builds solutions on AWS that help it reach new voices, create connection between creative teams, and enhance work streams to allow for seamless collaboration despite someone's geographical location. By improving its internal capabilities using cloud-based solutions and introducing flexible tools, like the Content Hub, NetFX, and virtual workstations, Netflix is able to deliver quicker, more authentic content to its far-reaching customers without sacrificing the creator's experience, which is at the center of it all. To learn more about how the cloud is enabling artists and redefining cross-team collaboration, Ray chatted with Nas Patani, head of product for Netflix Media Technology, and Steve Kowalski, director of engineering for production infrastructure at Netflix. Take a listen. Hi, my name is Nas Patani. And I'm Steve Kowalski. Can you describe how your two teams actually work together on a day-to-day basis? Our primary sort of ecosystem that we are building around is called Content Hub. As the name mentions, it is the singular hub of content and connectivity for media at Netflix. Everything all the way from the first piece of footage to visual effects models, cuts, Everything is sort of delivered into the singular system where our users across the uh, company can go in, they can discover content, and then they can take this content and distribute it for a wide variety of functions. So that sort of forms the base of everything. And then around that, we have individual products, applications, tools, uh, infrastructure systems for a lot of workflows that sort of connect into Content Hub. Beneath Content Hub, there's something called Studio Orchestrator, which is a workflow automation platform that's designed to make it easier for developers uh, and other users within the studio to access uh, Netflix infrastructure. We have Netflix Workstations, which is an on-demand remote workstation platform that helps get you know, creatives uh, connected with each other and, and, and the content that's stored in our systems at Netflix. Uh, we have creative compute and storage, which is uh, infrastructure at the edge, specifically targeted towards creative use cases. And then another group, media systems engineering, which, which engineers uh, specific solutions uh, for specialized creative functions at Netflix. So we're really managing everything and, and vertically integrating from AWS uh, up, up through the application layer. So when I sort of view that supply chain, you can see that the you know, when footage is shot on set, there's a digital imaging technician or a, a camera card technician that is offloading camera cards. Uh, it starts really from those users all the way through to VFX supervisors who along the journey are getting things in and out, uh, data IO operators at a lot of studios we work with, 
um, internal studio users, so our post team, our VFX team that are sort of managing this process, editors that are logging into these systems to edit content, all the way down the chain. You can even, even think about it like at the studio, um, we touch it in the post and VFX teams, then we touch it again when we try to launch a title on service. Um, and then all of the subtitling, marketing, dubbing, publicity, all of these teams need access to that content. So it spans a wide uh, breadth of users. During the early days of the pandemic, what was that transition like for your teams going from in-person collaboration to primarily virtual collaboration? During the early days of the pandemic, from a content hub perspective, our five-year roadmap essentially became a six-month roadmap, and it turned into how can we enable our productions to move files across the globe uh, really quickly. So we had productions like La Casa de Papel that needed these tools to move files and media around the globe. We had times when uh, a shot was happening in a different part of Europe. The uh, imaging technicians and the teams were based in Spain. The editors were based in different regions. So what we really saw from a product perspective is there was this huge spike of data transfer in and data transfer out into Content Hub. So in order to support uh, La Casa de Papel and, and shows that really needed to move media around, we had to uh, show up what we called a product called Content Hub Workspaces that we thought not a lot of people were using. But in the face of the pandemic, it, it flipped to become the most important product uh, for a short duration of time while shows figured out their workflows. The prioritization went from, can you save time using this workflow? To, can you get this workflow even done uh, with the artist working remotely? So that aspect of the prioritization uh, changed, but it also did remove a lot of barriers. Um, so th the adoption was a lot easier when there's no other alternative way of getting things done. We had only targeted our internal VFX group to use the platform. And quickly we found that our, our animation studio, who was very much rooted in you know working traditionally in an, in an on-prem type environment so we quickly made a bet try to get a product out to them that that they could use that we would time the release at the same time as what we were releasing for the vfx company one of the things that we learned really quickly was uh you know most folks the the, the bandwidth that they have coming into their homes is is asymmetric so so while we could we could stand up solutions to get people connected uh, with traditional computers sitting on their desks at home and that they could download the content they needed to do their work. It was very difficult for them to, to push it back and to be able to collaborate and share with someone else. So, you know, a remote workstation platform where really we're only moving the, uh, the, the pixel information that's changing on their monitors was really well suited to those kinds of workflows. It really unblocked people quickly, you know, and that, I think that explains the quick and fast pace of adoption and, and just the appetite for this platform. Now you could pick the best creative for the task at hand, regardless of are they based in LA? Can they travel to your office? Are they going to sit in traffic for, you know, two hours one way? So it sort of democratized that ability for people to join into a uh, the content creation supply chain. How is this democratization changing the outlook for your teams and for the creatives that actually get to work and touch on Netflix projects? Bringing that content 
into the ecosystem or bring, bringing that content into where we can then process it, touch it, develop new applications really offers a lot of possibilities um, from that point on. So I, I view it from the lens of flexibility and innovation. It is a fundamental shift in our thinking. And I think, you know, like you said, uh, I think we view it similarly. It's, it's, it's here to stay. It's actually uh, a real asset. You know, I mean, we have a lot of work to do in order to make that, uh, you know, a really rich experience. Uh, but I think that, you know, the pandemic has accelerated this and, and we've made great strides over the last two years. Can you tell us more about how these tools differ from one another and their importance to achieving production work at Netflix? You know, the Net, NetFX is interesting because it's a, it's a full production platform that we've put together. So all, all virtual, so virtual storage, virtual compute, um, virtual workstations, uh, pipelines that we've built. Um, so a real, a real integrated platform that is very flexible, um, very scalable, very flexible. We can we can adjust the size of that infrastructure, you know, in 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 minutes. So then that provides a lot of a lot of benefits and a lot of flexibility back to the studio where. Um, we can send work to NetFX and, and they can be up and doing it, you know, in a day. It's it, the, the long pole is getting artists uh, onto the platform. These systems all, all work together in some way. Uh, Content Hub sort of sits, uh, sits at the center and think of it in sort of a hub and spoke uh, type architecture. Uh, things are moving in and out of Content Hub. People are creating things. They're getting pushback. Uh, into Content Hub and and likewise as content is delivered externally or from set or wherever that happens to be, uh, some of that content will then make its way uh, directly onto um, if if it's the case of NetFX onto the NetFX platform for artists to begin working on. How are each of these tools helping all of the different team members feel included and feel connected in a genuine and authentic way? When an artist sort of logs into their system, they see everything curated for them. So they want um, this entire version working seamlessly all the way from the, the lowest level, which is the raw infrastructure that they use, the storage, the compute, um, all the way through the pipeline layer and all the way through the applications that they consume. So the the magic is in, in sort of connecting the across these three layers to curate um, everything for the artists so that when they log in, they see this uh, amazing work environment that just makes their life easy. Um, and in some ways that inclusion and connectedness can manifest as, as really small tools along the journey. So for example, uh, we built out things that allow artists to render really fast and save a lot of time rather than having to uh, plan jobs, kick off jobs, uh, and, and put in a lot of information to, to do a single render, how do you just make it easy for artists to render? How do you pre-process some of that work? Um, and some of the pre-processing is done um, along the lines of automating a transcode and giving them the kinds of files they need. But some of that pre-processing is done using cutting edge techniques, leveraging AI and ML. So what are the different ways in which you can prep it all up and, and set it up for the artist to be successful in their day-to-day uh, -day, uh, job? How is the cloud helping you to think about these tools as you're building them out, as you're building the MVPs and kind of envisioning what it could look like for today's needs and correctly meeting the needs of your team six months from now, a year from now? What does the cloud look like in all of that? Amazon Web Services 
being uh, our key infrastructure partner here at Netflix, that gives us access to essentially the whole earth. And, and Netflix is, is producing content globally for a global audience. Our desire is to bring our infrastructure into those markets and give creatives working in those markets access to our systems and services. So really, you know, it's, it's, it's a great match for us. We don't want pockets of production happening globally in, in, in silos uh, away from one another. There's a lot of benefit um, to us at Netflix to get the leverage of building systems that all, all Netflix content creators have access to and, uh, and can use. So, you know, in terms of timing, uh, yeah, today we're in key markets globally where there's demand. We are working with regional leadership uh, across the globe to try to bring our services and our systems to them and, and where there is strong appetite for folks to adopt uh, those tools. Uh, we, we, are, we are meeting them and partnering with them head on. Six months from now, uh, we'll be in additional regions globally. And as we think, you know, two, three years down the road, not only will we expand our services portfolio uh, for those content creators, but, but we'll be operating, you know, in more, in more global markets. So it's a really exciting thing, uh, not only for us in engineering, but it's, it's, it's super exciting for uh, content creators globally, some of whom who, you know, have never had access to the kinds of technologies uh, that we're able to bring. So it, it really is uh, win-win on both sides. Downstream, how are all of these tools and changes really helping the teams at Netflix to think bigger and create even more impactful and authentic work? The scalability that we get from using AWS is unparalleled. We experimented with giving uh, extra rendering capacity to visual effects artists. Uh, we expected, sure, you know, when, when visual effects artists have a little bit more rendering, they will be able to render a little bit more. Um, and, and you might see a little bit of a better output, but it would take longer. We actually even saw things happen a lot faster. We saw anecdotally a uh, higher quality. Uh, we saw more iterations on that content in that shorter duration of time. So all of the scalability that is provided by uh, AWS in the cloud can help transform the way in which the workflows actually work uh, and how the content is created. So in the end, we are trying to get content um, essentially better and faster. The fact that uh, wall clock time is 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 almost free uh, with with flexible compute is a, is a big lever uh, for for our creative teams. And so we are working to try to find more ways to make it easier for them to to tap into you know flexible infrastructure and flexible compute to get better creative outcomes. To learn more about Netflix and AWS, visit aws.amazon.com slash solutions slash case dash studies slash Netflix. If you liked today's episode, go back and stream episode 51, diversifying the tech and entertainment industries to hear how Howard University is working with AWS and Amazon to create a more inclusive world in technology and entertainment, or episode 61, preserving history with the New York Philharmonic to hear how technology can power solutions that help preserve culture and history. And remember to join the conversation on social media with hashtag FixThisByAWS. A huge thank you to our guests, Nas and Steve, and thank you for tuning in. 
If you liked today's show, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. We'll be here on the next one.